0: All right, so we actually have another TikTok TikToker. Toc- Do we call you TikToker? TikTok? Yeah. TikToker. Um, his name is Scott. I won't say the last name. I don't know if I can say the last name. <laughs> but he's actually, you actually have more followers than Cameron. You, I just noticed that you have two hundred eighty-five thousand followers. Like what? And he's our age, my age, y'all. Like, how did that happen? Like, how long were you on TikTok? Like, literally, I just got on TikTok two weeks ago.
1: Oh, man. I was on since last December, and then I took about 10 months off, and I just started about three weeks ago
0: again. What made you get on it? And did you have two hundred eighty-five eighty-five thousand followers when you got off TikTok? No, I had more. <laughs> they dropped. Yeah. So how long does it take you to, like, because, okay. Uh, let me, first of all, I was, I go on live all the time on Instagram and Facebook, and I literally, that's like my thing, right? But I don't go on it unless I have something to say. Um, So it's a little different with TikTok and the live because you have to have a thousand followers. And I didn't know that. So like on my first day, I'm like, where's the damn live button, you know? So I'm like literally trying to figure this out and I couldn't. And someone told me I had to get a thousand followers. Well, at that time I had 78 followers. Do you know how hard it was to get 78 followers? It was really hard. I just made a thousand followers yesterday. And I was just like, I don't even want to go live. It was just like the goal of getting a thousand because I didn't want to feel like I was like contained. And now my next goal is 250,000 because there's no other goal. Except now you can make money off of TikTok if you're at 250,000 and you have like an average of 40 to 50,000 views each video. I did this because I'm Asian, I researched. this is how I know. Because I was like, I oh, don't, 2,000 isn't nothing now. I guess 10,000 is the next one, but like the big one is 250 and you're already there. Did you know that? That you need a 250,000 followers? No. Well, it's certain criteria, right? So they like, yep. the TikTok, I don't know, they reach out to you to so you can stay on the app. So they're like, hey, I'll give you, X. I don't know how it fucking works. I just read about it, but I'm like damn, everybody's going to be on TikTok, because now all of my friends, right, like, they don't have anything to do, we're about to get on this platform, like, what would you say with our age group, how to, how to even, like, I was confused, but I didn't have, I didn't think I was going to be on it for long, to be honest, but now I'm an, an addict, but like the first, honestly, the first five days, if you would have seen my videos, you would have been like, what in the hell, like, you can tell that I was new, but what would you say? How would you tell, like, our age group when they jump in, like, what it is? Because I was like, are they talking with their own voice? Like, I lip singing, I don't fucking get it. Well, I yeah, get I, it now, but you're the I pro. Always,
1: I, I always uh, tell people, because people used to ask all the time, how do you get so many followers? You know, how do you get so many people to like your stuff? And I say, just do things you do in your normal day life. things that even would make you laugh or people don't experience your life so you just kind of show your life a little bit and other people will be abused by it you know whether it's something you do you know with your dog your cat um just a hobby you do just start showing your everyday life and people will be intrigued by it and then um you know kind of make jokes about things that are from your era you know like i did backstreet boy videos and i think um, that's how you got
0: me i think it was a boy band situation i don't know you know what gets me though? That it's either the dad thing that you're doing something with your kids or like funny as fuck back in my day type thing like, "Oh, he's my age." Cuz these kids, they don't look like kids. Let me tell you something. So no, if I don't if they're questionable, mm I like cannot cuz I'm like, uh, not that I want to go, but then I'm trying to reach those kids too, but like I don't actually like follow them. Cuz it's I got into timeout by the way, in, on TikTok cuz I was trying to follow the kids that didn't have friends. And liking all their stuff. Well, I did it too fast and they were like it told me to take a break. I was like, Man, that's equivalent to tell a woman that to relax and I was like, I'm kinda mad at TikTok, but then I was like, I'm addicted. <laughs> I gotta yeah, get back on.
1: But it's like a fifteen or thirty minute thing, it gets mad at you for. It,
0: but. Yes. But I felt so but like it's such it's such a different world. Like it's nothing do you go on Facebook and Instagram anymore now that you're on TikTok?
1: no not really um, I actually never wanted to do TikTok my kids and my ex-wife wanted me to and they're like you should do this you should do this I was like that is, no, that is very childish I would not want to do that and then I watched Jumanji the first one with my son and there was a scene in there and he mentioned there was like a, an audio on his thing and I was like alright you know, we'll check it out so that was my very first video I did a scene with my, my oldest son from Jumanji and then it was my kids had a blast. My younger ones are watching us do it. Like my oldest kid, me and him, were just laughing back and forth, and I was like, "This was kind of fun." So I started making videos with my kids, and it became like a kind of like a bonding thing. So at work every day, I'd be I'd be listening to music, and I'd come up with ideas with like songs, you know, lyrics and stuff. And I'd come home and be like, "All right, kids, I got a new idea." My kids would light up, you know, be like, "Be like, yeah, you know, what do you want me to do?" And I started I'd, my videos that really launched me in the beginning is I made an anti-bullying video with my youngest daughter. Yes,
0: that was my hero of the day stuff. It was it was a, some bullying thing. See, that's how you get the parents because, I mean, some of these videos, I'm like, Ey. but like, I'm trying to, because everybody's like, why are you on TikTok? And I'm like, I swear to you, there's people our age and even older like doing it. And it brings out your like creative side. Not only okay. your creative side, but everybody's literally making fun of themselves and they get to be silly and it's, <laughs> And nobody's like I haven't I've seen some bullying. Right. But I mean, Facebook is just all fights. Like I don't, I don't actually I'm not on there unless I'm yeah. on there with my group and I'm, I'm in there to, with them. But we have a private group. And, I you know, I go on my news feed sometimes, but I don't go anymore, especially now with everything going on. And I do want to get into that. Um, but the reason why I'm on TikTok is because most of the age group that I wanted to reach are on TikTok. But i also seen older people, like nursing home older people. That's why I really loved it, because you oh, have yeah. every age group, which is amazing. Like, you started off last year, you said December 2018 you got off, or like you
1: were on it for that's, the first time? That's when I started, and then I, I got off around April, so I was on for about, was it five months, and then I, I got up to about 288,000 followers or something like that, and then um doing TikTok for until a
0: couple weeks ago. April? So. Like, April of last year? April of this mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. I also yeah. went through the divorce. I told you that my ex-husband came on episode three, and, because that shoe was really, I mean, it took us six years to get there. Trust me, it was not pretty a lot along the ways, but um, we'll get there later. Oh, man, we have so many things to talk about, but like I said, we're going <laughs> to try to break up these episodes so they're not, like, um super long but so you got on for five months got two hundred eighty thousand followers got into it so now i mean with the coronavirus with the coronavirus going on um first where are you from but what state are you in
1: wisconsin
0: wisconsin wisconsin i was going to um assume but i didn't want to do that so (laughs) you said that you were you said you've been home for a while now so when did you we just got our first order to stay at home um, just today, but we everybody kind of got off work and school last week. When did you guys have everything going on, and what's going on now?
1: Well, our mandatory lockdown was last week, Tuesday or, or Wednesday, I believe. But I've been home for going on three weeks. So I'm in construction, and all of our contractors are putting off jobs until this is all done. So we're sitting on a lot of material to go install, but they won't allow us to install them. So, so gotta, what do you? you know, so
0: you're in construction, and. Are you a salary? Are you getting paid while you're home? What's really. happening? You are? You're not?
1: Yeah, I'm not really. So I'm not getting paid for work, I'm on, I'm on unemployment. Okay. I
0: mean, that's all of us, to be honest. Like this yeah. whole thing is such, uh, and that's the reason why I, I want to kind of, I I suffer from mental, mental illness because you don't really know my background, but when I was younger and I'm very open with it now, I actually got raped when I was two years old and didn't know it until I went to middle school and went to health class and we learned about the birds and the bees and I raised my hand and I was like, um, can you get pregnant if you had sex a couple years ago? And the teacher kind of looked at me weird, but she didn't do anything about it. So I went home and I tried to overdose with Advil, which did nothing to me the next day I woke up. I was like, oh, I guess suicide is not my way that I'm going. I just started to believe in God and it was what I've gone through when I was younger. I, I kind of got turned away from from the, from the church. But back in September when I left my job, I got religious again and I'm like, man, he's God's been trying to get me to do this for so long. And I'm like, I'm not worthy. Like, don't. I was like, if it does not fall on my lap, because I have this intuition to talk to somebody, to reach out to somebody. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. They don't know me. And I was like, as long as if they don't knock on my door and it doesn't fall on my lap, I'm not going to do it literally people are knocking on my door and it's literally falling on my lap and I'm like okay I'm not pushing it away anymore and now that I think every time I look back they always say hindsight is whatever clear but like with everything going on right now and the platform that I've already made for myself in the last six months has brought me here and I'm like you're good like you're really good because as fucked up as this sounds like this is what he prepared me for is to, I have a platform. And literally this is such an unknown foreign feeling for everybody that nobody knows how to deal with it. And I'm, you know, I, like I told you, I have doctor friends and nurses for, and they are literally scared about not only the coronavirus, but suicides now. So you told me that you talked to a lot of kids, like teenagers and people like, how did, how did, I mean, 285,000, you're like famous to me.
1: Well, a majority of my followers were actually kids in the beginning you know i was i, was, I would do videos with my ex-wife and my kids and it was very family oriented stuff and a lot of kids would hop on going i wish my dad was like that you know I, you know and and there was this thing when i first started there where you could have like a tiktok wife tiktok husband tiktok sister son and there's a lot of kids i would ask you know will you be my tiktok dad they'd actually make videos like proposing will you be my tiktok dad and uh-huh. i respond to another video yes you know i'll be your tiktok dad um, then they just start asking me questions. They, this ask for this. Do you have advice for that? My parents are going through a divorce. Um, I'm 14 and I have a, a boyfriend. And you know, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking. You know, how do you guys think? And it just tons of questions that, that kids don't get answers from the real parents. From and most of them were about their parents themselves. You know, my, my dad ignores me. He doesn't um, pay attention to me. You know, I, I want attention. And, I'm talking probably a dozen kids I've talked to in the last year, and um,
0: you t- you and, get more you know, boys call me or girls. So, you get boys
1: and get, um, I've had I've had about three boys and the rest were girls. So yeah, girls seem to have a much harder time. They're much more emotional than boys when it comes to things, and it seems like there's more issues with dads at home than there is moms. You know? Is this so from a
0: divorced family babies? or like a like a not a divorced family? You're you're talking about. Divorce families, or like just any family, these teenagers are coming to you just for any, just any, yeah, just any any situation. Um, there's with stepdads
1: There's ones with out oh, step dads. It's just moms. There's ones with mom and dads that are still at home. Um,
0: what are the questions that you get the, get the most of? Like, because you know, with the, I mean, fifty. i I'm, I'm pretty sure it's more than fifty percent now with the divorce rates. What are the questions that would help other parents uh, with their kids? Because I'm also divorced. I have a sixteen year old and a nine year old. Um, And they went through, you know, I went to therapy with them, but they were having a hard time. And I don't know if they're asking other people what they're asking you. And, like, these parents have no idea that their kids are going through what they're going through. Oh, I know.
1: And a lot of them just have a a major cry for help. You know, um, the last girl that I talked to was a few weeks ago, and she, she was just begging for attention from her brother, her dad, her mom, everybody, and she's like, nobody wants to pay attention to me. Nobody cares about me. You know, I feel like nobody loves me. And I told her, I was like, you know, it's it's really difficult to kind of uh, to coach a kid or parent in that situation. But you just have to give them a, a point of view and an understanding and, and try to help them better themselves, you know. Because they're so down on themselves whenever they talk. I'm not good enough or I, I'm i worthless. And you have to try and build up their worth, you know. Like, what's all what you like about yourself? Let's change it. This is how you change it. You know, let, let's work on that. Um, this little detail about yourself. You know, we can do this. This is what we'll do. We'll we'll, uh, we'll change this. Um whether it's a physical thing you know if they if they don't like the way they look or if it's um, dabbling into makeup or even you know um, I tell them you know makeup to me isn't something that's really covering up your beauty to me it's just a, an art that releases your inner artist you know it, it lets you express yourself in the way you want to be expressed and doesn't matter how you do it, it's going to be unique it's not going to be like anybody else so um, for girls I try to get them to express themselves um, to the way that they want to be seen um, and for boys I mean it's boys are a little bit a little a little different because they don't they don't ask for the attention like the girls do you know they don't they don't beg for the attention they're more or less um social issues you know like finding friends i'm being bullied all the time um these kids are are uh picking on me at school what do i do you know and those situations is really difficult too you know my my kids my my
0: how old are your kids kids are
1: kind of uh, i have three eight nine thirteen and fourteen
0: Five five kids. Wait, say that again. Three, eight, nine. Thirteen and fourteen. And, and, like, how many boys and how many girls? I have three boys and two girls. Who are the, the oldest? Like, the fourteen-year-old is a girl? Boy. Who's a boy? Thirteen-year-old is a boy? Girl. Girl. Nine-year-old? Girl. Boy, girl, boy. It actually goes in order. Oh, my God. So, okay. What? Say wife say mom say dad five no, five kids
1: um, my my oldest daughter my 13 year old was from my previous relationship and my oldest son is not my biological son he's from my ex-wife's previous marriage she was, that's your son. She was 15 That's my son right yeah, yeah he's that's... Never, never met his never met his biological dad and he's known me since he was basically you know two so
0: how does um, that actually, work with like i didn't even ask about your custody but do you guys have split custody and then he yeah, does he come have- over to the house too like does he does oh, yeah. he get to okay
1: me, <laughs> me and him probably have the strongest bond out of all my kids but he took the divorce the hardest too um
0: mm-hmm, he went to school,
1: school and yeah just broke out in the middle of school and i did to go pick him up from school because he was just crying you know he, he really took it hard but
0: did you ever um i went to i had my kids both go to therapy because to be honest like i've when I, by the time I got divorced, I was already very into therapy because of whatever I was going through, and then also with my ex-husband. But Jaden had a hard, I, Both my kids have mental illness, and I didn't know that Logan had it until much older, but Jaden had it because he was... First, it's, her, it's hereditary on some, and then it's also, like, um, your your surrounding, right? Um, so he has... My eldest has ADHD, and depression and then um and and logan has ocd which is a form of anxiety for kids and he's nine so as a parent you can see that they have a you can see the difference in in how they're like acting right so i actually am very in touch with that because i have it but a lot of parents don't think that their kids actually have mental illness and then doesn't um give the right um doesn't give them the right support that they need. Because right. as yeah. much as we say that, oh, everybody got bullied, our kids get it worse because of social media. And that's the reason why people are having more suicidal okay. rates with teens yeah. because of bullying. Um, and that's the reason why I got on TikTok because I knew I knew that like that was my target audience, right? Like adults right now are having issues because when we, when we were younger, we were not diagnosed with ADHD. Like I had ADHD all my life and didn't know it until I went to grad school which was like well in my 30s, you know? So I, I literally thought I was literally stupid all the way up to my, after, I, I mean, I got my bachelor's degree, I got I got honor honors but like all my friends were finishing up school so fast where I literally was struggling. And the whole time I felt so down on myself. And now I'm dealing with adults that have it and didn't know it, and I'm going through it because I've been so outspoken with my mental illness. They're like, I'm going to go check to see if I have it and end up having it. So, like, it's so, like, how how I'm dealing, how I'm, I know that there needs help out there because there's so, I mean, I've helped thousands of people, which I didn't even think it was going to be that many people, but now it's, it's got to the point where they're knocking on our door and letting it all out, and now here we are. I have a podcast, which is crazy, um, but I with this with this pandemic, it's gonna be worse. Like with you being an influencer, like and you're and you're already getting kids already talking to you. How do you? Are you getting kids now? Like saying like anything because it's gonna be worse. You know, with people cooped up in their house. How do you? How are you gonna get? How do, How are you? You can't be everything to everybody. So how do you tell them to release their anxiety and, and deal with their feelings now?
1: To try and express it in their favorite way first thing i usually ask is what kind of things you like to do what kind of hobbies do you have you know some kids like to draw some kids like to um paint um some like to play video games you know but i guess everybody kind of releases their tension somewhere or another there's there's a best way to release your stress somehow and um to find you know, especially with, with kids with like a adhd or something it's very hard to stay focused on one thing so you want to find something that they're interested in and then tell them to kind of express themselves in any way they can in that manner,
0: you know? So as a parent, because my kid, my teenager, does not talk to me. I mean, he talks to me, but he doesn't talk about talk about that type of situation um, unless I li- literally pry. But I also am very... Um, I have a pulse on my kids where I had the teachers involved, the counselor, the pediatrician, his dad and I, we talk about it because the teachers... Well, they used to see our kids more than us, but they he has a a psychiatrist because with his hormones and with him being you know 16 and then going to school and taking honors courses it's a lot different right um but they have i don't know if you know this but they have a test at the pediatrician so like every three months when he refill his adhd meds they do a test on how depressed he is to see if he's in that critical area where he's going to hurt himself and he's way you know he's not there but they have these tests now I don't know if parents know about that. Like, I didn't know about it until I went to the pediatrician, and I was worried about it because he had said something, and I was, like, it was a joke, but when you say, like, it's never a joke with me when I work with this type of thing already, and I also have it. Um, so with, I'm a little scared about how it's going to jump with the suicide race if we don't catch it in time and teach these kids that, like, and the parents on how to deal with their kids. Because, to be honest, I can't even do homework with my kid for more than like five minutes and now we got to homeschool and we're all like cooped up in the house it's going to be a lot different but it's all going to be different for everybody but nobody knows how to release it nor do they know how to feel about it
1: i seriously think right now with with the parents being home with their kids the best thing to do is make it fun play board games um charades anything you know kind of kind of get out the fun of your kids and it'll help them open up to you a little bit more you know the They'll want to trust you with how they feel if they're, if they're laughing with you and, and bonding with you. So I'd take all the time that you have, unfortunately right now for me, because me and my, my divorce was finalized a few weeks ago. And, um, so I don't get my kids every day like I used to. So now I, you know, I, I have to wait till I get them to, to bond with them, but usually they'll bring a bunch of board games over. I'll play video games with my son. I guess it all depends on what, uh, what each kid likes to do. Cause my kids are all totally different. I mean, yeah. they're not the same at all. And, um, bond with them as much as you possibly can right now it's the best time you know you're no matter what you do you're not going to be going back to work and working and just spend time with your family
0: Um, yeah i mean also so i talked to i'm trying to get ideas from everybody because this is such a new thing for everybody but i think everybody basically has said get a routine because this you know don't people got frustrated because they can't go out of the house and do their do their normal like you know, cheerleading with their kids and and all that. I'm like, that is first world problems. Right now, what we are dealing with is life or death for real. So we are safely in our homes. What we need to do is protect our minds. That's first and foremost. Because I always talk about the airplane with the oxygen mask. Like, you put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can... Because we've only... I mean, we're in maybe two weeks, maybe week. Some of them are three weeks. And people are already literally not handling it well. So that's why I jumped on, even though I was dealing with my own, like I couldn't even handle this because it was just too fucking much. Um, but I realized that like they need this. People are literally not knowing what to do. People that are strong with no mental illness is literally cracking. And what, I don't know if you saw this because this woman's actually really, really popular on TikTok is um, she made a video about how parents are beating their kids because they're so frustrated with their kids and she is a nurse at the hospital and they're seeing more kids in there than not and it's because the kid, the parents are frustrated and it's like shit like if i don't say something i have a platform i need to at least reach one person which i know i'm going to reach thousands and i might reach even more that's why it's so important for me to figure out what how people can deal with it and you saying you talk to these kids, like the things that work that are structural and that the therapist and it works for a lot of people because I deal with a lot of different types of people is writing down your thoughts. I don't know how the hell this works, but everything in your head that is like running because people with anxiety has literally goes through the worst case scenario and they think about the worst case scenario with everything going on right now, that's what they're gonna think about, which then they can't sleep, then they can't eat, then it becomes like this downward spiral of like not a good situation. So even with kids, if you do end up talking to them, because they, they only listen to people that they look up to, and it sounds like they, they they look up to you, having them write things down, whether it's a boy or a girl, if they don't want people to see it, they can literally burn that paper outside. Don't fucking burn your house down. I don't want that situation. Do not flush it down the toilet because I've done that before it claws up the toilet. Um, but they don't have to see it. People are like, I don't want to write it down because no, I don't want anybody to see it. Well, nobody has to see it, but what it does is like, it literally releases everything and puts it, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take the problems away, but I don't know what it does. It transfers to paper and then you can, you can sleep better than what you, what you, you know, if you didn't do it. So like, Things like that, exercise. Kids are not going to exercise, right? They play video games. But things that they would actually do and see if it works for them. Changing the thought process because everybody makes decisions off of emotions because they literally are not thinking about what they're they're thinking negative, so they're going to react negative, right? Oh, yeah, good time. Yep. What happens when you act negative with multiple people in the house that's been in the house for a long time? It's oh, not it's a changed. good situation. No, so kids quite. don't know that they can change their mind, their thought, then it becomes positive. So those are the types of, like, I, I tell this to parents, and it does work with their kids, or I tell it to, like, you know, kids, and I'm like, don't believe me, but go search it, go research it, and they start doing it, and they make, it makes them feel better. Um, yeah. But if we don't teach our kids or people in general, even adults don't know how to do that, this can be work. I mean, the coronavirus is already really bad, but also with the suicide rates, like, it's the leading cause of death you didn't know that but it is for like the age of 15 to like 44. So I can't even imagine how this is going to be because I'm literally talking to people with no mental illness and they are literally losing it that well yeah they're crying and getting stressed out because they can't do first world things and I'm like we need to go back to the basics y'all like think about caveman days like I don't know how to even describe it for people that it's literally going to fuck your mind up if you don't take control over your mind because you, it literally will consume you.
1: And I, I think in today's day and age, it's actually, it's, it's getting worse and worse, obviously, because of social media, but a lot of parents don't really know their kids. No. You know, in, in any situations, and they're with them, like, what do I do? And just, for a good example, last week, um, my nine-year-old son's totally different than any of my other kids. He's actually the most like me when I was a kid. He's... Very antisocial. He just doesn't. He doesn't like to. Whenever all my kids are playing with a group of other kids or cousins or whatever, he's the one I saw in the sandbox by himself. You know, but he's he's brilliant. I mean, he is by far our our best kid in the education system. I mean, he's m- much more advanced in his class than all my other kids. Well, the other day, um, he just he just started crying, and I'm um, trying to talk to him. He didn't want to talk to me. My other kids would actually talk to me in that situation. He wouldn't. And I'm like. You know, you know, trying to ease him up, trying to be like, hey, you know, what, what can we do? You know, talk to me. And he just would not do it. And over like a half an hour, finally comes back to me. He goes, can we can we go in my room? And I was like, sure. We went in his room, shut his door. I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? And he's like, can I can I write this down? And I was like, you want to write it down? Sure. You know, I got him a pen and paper, and he wrote down what was wrong and handed it to me. I've never had any of my kids do that before. It was just really odd, you know. And um like, all my kids are totally different. You have to. You have to- I mean, did he write
0: down what was wrong with him? I mean, it was nothing you know that we'd look at but still like, but that was something yeah. that was his yeah. way of finally mm-hmm. like telling you i mean yeah that he did it all
1: on his own like i didn't say hey do you want to write this down he just asked me if he could do it i'm like well, yeah of course you know it, did was, it, it was work really strange yeah cool. uh, he felt really better he cried hugged him everything was happy i explained you know what what he wanted was my it was actually my daughter's birthday and um they have their days where they can have their tvs and watch their shows well he watched tv on her day And now it was his day, which is actually her birthday, and he wanted to watch TV, but she was on it because it was her. And I had to explain to him, like, well, you know, you used her day for you, and now today's her birthday. You know, you got to let her have her birthday. Let her watch TV. You know, he was a little more, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, gave him a big hug, and everything felt better.
0: He's a boy, so you let him cry. You let him have feelings because that's the other problem that we're having because I have two boys, and my ex-husband came on the show, and honestly, I didn't know this. I mean, my ex-husband literally told me that he had abandoned at at first. I mean, we were married for, like, 13 years, okay? But they all said it's hard to express your feelings as a boy because then you are seen as weak, right? But men actually end up committing suicide more than than a woman because they're not able to, like, express their feelings. They're not able to cry. They're not able to be, like, sad. They're not uh, – men are not supposed to have anxiety and depression. They do, actually. <laughs> they just deal with it in a different way where – if they don't release that, that we are, you know, anybody can go to the scene. It's, it's gone down to before, uh, in 2000, I don't know, five, they had this, um, they, they used to put, lump all the suicides into this thing called, I don't know, it's like a unknown, whatever. And it's for accidents, like things that they don't know about, right? But now it's happening so much that they separated suicides on its own bucket. And it tells you how people commit suicide. And 50% of it is they're doing it. By a gun like I don't know how to get it but like the, the reason why I'm out here talking about it now I'm okay to talk about it is unfortunately because of Anthony Burdade and Robin Williams and Kate Spade are fucking millionaires you know people think oh it's finances oh they didn't have the best like if we didn't think if y'all don't think they had the best help with the best medicine With all the money in the bank, I don't think they were poor. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with your mind. They were making everybody else happy, but they weren't happy themselves. And that is the reason why there's so many suicides. And people are like, I don't know why, you know, suicides are like tripling. And I'm like, it's social media and society. Who the fuck's society telling people, you can't have feelings. You can't mental illness. You can't talk about it. It's like a stigma. But if we don't think we're gonna see mental illness now, because you know, the way I teach people is mental health is just like having like your normal health for your body. Like you have a cold, you have a flu. Where mental health, you either have you know you have anxiety, you have depression. If with colds and stuff, you can take a fever, right? But with mental illness, you don't, and people hide it until it's too late, and that's suicide or or them cutting themselves, and that's them showing you like, and you normally don't see it. A lot of people who are comedians, the reason why they're funny is because they. A form of a form of coping is is literally comedy, and I didn't know that until literally last year. Like I I mean I'm just learning about this, so I'm like shit if I'm just learning about this, and I, I would say I'm pretty fucking book smart and common sense, um, but I didn't know about it. So I'm like how how's everybody else gonna know about it? And my kids were you know all this stuff is coming out. I'm like fuck we're going through this fucking pandemic, which I used to make fun of people that got ready for, like, the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And I'm not making fun of them no more. Like, now we're going through it. I'm like, we're going to have, like, a crisis more than we ever oh, even yeah. imagined.
1: Yeah, it's definitely stressful for me, and I've been making more TikToks lately than usual, you know, just because I have nothing else to do with my time, and I express my humor through TikTok, and it just makes me feel better.
0: It really know? does. Um, like, it's so yeah. fucking funny. It helps me. when Through my depression, I did have a moment last week where I was like, I don't... I mean, I was I was sleeping until two or three in the afternoon because I couldn't sleep till like eight in the morning, and I finally would fall asleep, and then like I wake up at like three or four, and I'm like, I'm so like, what the fuck happened? Like the whole world just like, and then when I'm t- when it's time for me to be like, all right, I'm ready, everybody's asleep. I was like, but where is like everybody? So I literally had to, literally make a routine and a schedule and like find out what makes me like happy and like. I had to find new helicopters when I when I talk about helicopters you know that man on the roof the flood sorry you don't know that story alright I'm about to like totally this is actually going to help a lot of people so if you have not listened to episode 5 I talk about this story and I'm going to fucking fuck up this story but the concept is still the same okay so we have this man on the roof and it's a flood, right? He's the only one on the roof. Everybody else has like been safe or dead. I don't know what happens to them. But he's only a man on the roof, and he believes in Jesus, right? And he was like, Jesus is gonna save me, right? So then this guy in a boat comes by and tries to save him, and he's like, Dude, like get on my boat, like I'm gonna save you. And he's like, No, nah, no, nah, I'm waiting for Jesus, right? And he's like, All right. So the guy goes, and then then this guy, I'm fucking making this shit up, paddleboard comes by, and he's like, Dude, I can get you out, like get on my paddleboard. And he's like, No, nah, no, nah, I'm waiting for Jesus. And he was like, All right. So then, whatever, more transportation come everywhere Is like trying to help him. He's like, no. So finally the helicopter comes, right, and he's like, dude, I'm the last one. Like the roof is like about to collapse, like grab onto the ladder, you're about to get saved. And he's like, nah, nah, I'm waiting for Jesus. So the helicopter leaves, and the guy ends up dying. So he goes up to heaven. And he is just like Jesus. I was waiting for you. Where were you? And Jesus is like, I sent a boat. I sent, I sent a paper. I, I sent like ten things. a fucking helicopter, and you didn't get on. That's your fault. So what I'm saying, I use helicopter. I use boat. I use this a lot. The people that are, actually I actually have a fan. though, which just kind of weird. Uh, but I do, and I'm like, find your helicopter. So blessings are all around us, right? But we are so blinded by. Our own troubles, our own first world problems. Our oh, we can't go to cheerleading practice. Our oh, but then they live in a mansion in like beautiful uh, home with their kids that are healthy and they're healthy, and they, they get paid during the times that they're home, right? And they're you know complaining about this, but it it to us that seems like, well, but everybody no matter what they go through, the feeling of anxiety and depression is the same level. Like the same feeling of that like intensity is the same, whether it's small or big for whoever they think is small or big, it's literally the same feeling. So I always say, when you feel that way, when you find your helicopter and you find your, you're literally releasing that tension and that that, that heavy feeling. So people are like trying to, they're like, well, what does anxiety feel like? I was like, you ever got into like almost a car accident? And like, before you hit the car, it's like, but you never get released, that is anxiety. It happens every day. doesn't know what triggers it and it can literally last for hours. It feels like you're about to have a fucking heart attack. And it's, it's something that if you don't know that it's happening, you literally are like, what the fuck? But you cannot get rid of it. It literally just goes away by itself unless you're on meds. So when people are like, oh, uh, anxiety isn't anything because everybody has it. I'm like, no, no. Like, people are getting short-term disability, getting debilitated over anxiety and staying in bed. People that are attorneys and doctors and, and and all types of people can get it. So people don't realize how bad anxiety and depression can make somebody. So, like, I always say, find your helicopter. So my helicopter, one of them is, like, writing in my journal or, like, motivational I've spe- comedy. So I always listen to Kevin Hart, or Dave Chappelle in the background and like I have comedy I never have anything that would like I like my house light so like quotes everywhere I have quotes tattooed on my body to tell me like to remind me like these are my helicopters and people need to find that it is literally blessings are happening everywhere they choose not to see it because they choose to uh, see other things that are not going to help them because our mind literally goes negative every everybody always thinks bad about themselves and that's every human being and we are the ones that has to change it but every day I wake up I am the man on the roof every day is like a new day that I have to remind myself and that's what I mean when we need a routine we need a schedule we need to remind ourselves that like it's our thoughts that are literally making us feel horrible about ourselves so I find that like writing things down talking it out like my son uh, Jaden was like you know, really helps me when I talk to my friends, but I also like talking to this psychiatrist because they give, he gives him a professional coping mechanism for him that works. So now we have to, you know, find what it is. Like it's different for everybody. Like drawing or yeah. like, what do you do for your pastime? Because I mean, you it's say they.
1: Everybody thinks it's the gym. They're like, oh, you're always in the gym. That must be I'm like, no, the gym doesn't do anything for me. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean,
0: the, the exercising is a form of antidepressant, but it's not all. Like, you, yeah. need more helico- you need more helicopter. When I say helicopter, now you understand what I'm saying. My listeners understand. But, like, when I say that, it's because you need multiple. Like, when that day is not, when that gym is not working, like, what else can you do besides, I'm not talking about drinking because that's numbing the feeling because you have to work through here. the feeling, right? Yeah. But words of this is what my um so i have a pastor who's also a childhood friend and a motivational speaker who's his brother we grew up together in the same street when we were like seven or eight years old and the thing that Jared taught me to do was go in a mirror and literally he has these words of affirmation on his mirror and tell yourself you're amazing you're enough you're loved you are inspiring and i like at first when i was saying it in the mirror he was like go ahead and say it i was like you're inspiring he's like no but like say it and you mean it i was like I'm inspired. Like it's so weird, but once you get used to saying that and knowing it and believing it, because you are doing something, the kids are like coming to you and like asking for advice. Like you know damn well that's not normal. You are a huge influencer on TikTok. Two hundred eighty-five thousand followers. That's not fucking. Let me tell you something. I'm. I would say I have a personality and I'm pretty cute. It took me a long time to get a thousand followers. It took me a long time to get seventy-eight. So. If anybody feels that way, automatically your mind goes negative. You literally have to tell, out loud, I am wonderful, I am enough. Did you know that? That it actually fucking works? People don't believe me and they start doing it? Tell you something, game changer.
1: Do you do that? I do that.
0: A lot of people don't, and I always, cause this is what I'm talking about. shit is weird to talk about it, and I don't believe shit until I do it. Dude, I do it every day, let me tell you something. And like when I wake up in the morning, I was like, ooh, like, cause getting up, you have depression, literally, the bed feels like molasses, right? So every time I get up, I'm like, yes, another day. Like I literally am my own hype man. My other helicopter is Motivational app. Like I don't know if you have that app, but it literally is a hype man. It tells you like randomly throughout the day, you can pick like three or four quotes and it always hits you at the right time. Like everything you're going through, it's the right path for you. And I'm like, yes, I needed to hear that. Like those are my helicopters, and we need more and more people to know what their helicopters are, so they can literally save themselves. Because you, we love our kids, right? We could take them to the water, but we can't drink it. Our like, we can't drink the water for them. And that's what I'm trying to do is take these people to the water. If you take them there, I don't have a guilt. What happens to them if I've already taken them there? It's there. It's not our responsibility to take care of another adult, right? So that's the reason why I actually do this because I'm not able to do that it actually literally takes all my energy and I get really sad I'm in this, like so I take other people's energy and I'm like all right I used to do a lot of life coaching and I'm like, I can't do that anymore like I can only do podcasts and speaking but this is like a like I can't believe I walked into this and it's such a sad time but also like a time where I have a platform that I can like I actually have people wanting to come in and like interview and like for somebody, I don't know anybody that's able to, like, talk to teenagers and be like, oh, teenagers, like, talk to me, and, because those are the people that are, dope, teenagers are the most stubborn. So it's,
1: yeah, it's, it definitely, are. you know, one of the biggest issues, like, I, I had a very rough childhood growing up, too, and, and uh, I didn't have a father, so my, my brother basically raised me, he, he raised me, like, be, be the tough boy, be the tough kid, you know? And I was was like the nerdy, like, I don't want to do sports, I don't want to do anything, I just want to sit in my room and play video games type of kid. And he was the one that would put me outside and get me into sports and take me to the gym. and He wanted me to better myself, and that was the key thing. Better yourself, do everything you can to be happy with yourself, better yourself. And that's one of the things I try to kind of pass on to my kids. And when some of the people talk to me, like, the last girl that talked to me, she was 14 you know, I told her, everything that she was saying to me was her trying to please her dad, please her mom, please her brothers, please her sisters, and I was like, what about you? You know, are you are you happy with yourself? Because you can't please anybody but yourself. You can't control what they think. You can't control how they feel if they're happy. If they're not, the only person you can control is yourself. we got to work on you. we got to make you love yourself be happy with yourself because then you'll spread it to other people. Otherwise, I mean you're trying to make other people happy.
0: I wish someone told me that at 14. Happy. Because I didn't know that till I was thirty-five about being happy with yourself. Because I almost nearly committed suicide trying to make everybody else happy but myself. And the it's question possible. I you can't. You can't. It's in. It's impossible. Yeah. And nobody. It, it's hard to tell. Because remember when you're fourteen, you thought you knew everything, right? These kids, oh, if yeah. the way they are right now. I mean, they don't even have an awkward teenage stage. They just go from like kid to adult. Like they think they know everything, but yeah. really they don't. Like. My kids are smart, but they're dumb. they still dumb. They have not gone through life experience of a real job, like getting married, like getting broke, like heartbroken, like bills, right? But these kids think they know, but they don't know. And the worst part is their teenage years and their awkward years and bullying years was way worse than we can ever imagine when oh, we went yes. through it. Because only a, what the, the people that were there saw it and that was the end, right? Now it's like videos are going viral, it's forever so that's the reason why the suicide rates are as high as they are because the bullying there is not leaving at school like you leave school and like oh i left that bully because everybody had a bully but now it's taking it to the home everybody has a phone then it like goes through the entire time so it it, it is very hard and it's it's sad to me that um because my son logan actually got bullied last year and the reason why i actually do this right now is because it something triggered me where I saw, I I got off social media a lot on Facebook because I, every day I went on there, I always saw somebody committing suicide. But then I read this article about this, and I didn't try to read it, it was a headline, a nine-year-old committed suicide due to bullying. And I, I mean, it literally, I just went through it with my son and I'm like, You know, so it's such a huge thing for me to teach my kids about self care. I still, I I talked, I talked about it before, but now I'm like drill, like love yourself. It's gotten to the point now that Logan's telling me how to do self care. He's like, you're caring about other people too much. You need to do the basis of eating, drink, like that's how how much we have to drill into our kids. And what really, the story that gets everybody is the oxygen story because everybody has mostly been on an airplane. Because it's true, you put it on yourself first, and then you put it on your infant. Like, you put it on yourself first before an infant. And that's the story that I've literally been able to, like, connect. Where I've tried every single story, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do I say for people to understand that they need to to help themselves first before they can help anybody else? Because as mom, as dads, you want to take care of your kids first. And then mentally, we're fucked. And that's where I've, I mean, I've been to all these places, and that's why people actually draw into me because I am go I have gone there before. I'm not just fucking talking out of my ass. Plus this is not I'm an accountant, you know what I mean? Like I dealt with within myself and I didn't know I had mental illness till I was thirty. By the way, when I was going through my divorce, so I dealt with it my entire life basically by myself. That's how I got here and let me tell you something, it was fucking hard but it was not it's not something that everybody's doing. And that's what's scary. And it hit, it hit too close to home with my kids. And it's such an important thing for me to do definitely today with this whole epidemic and everybody's fucking losing their shit. But now I'm like, how do I even deal with this when I don't even we don't even know how to deal with it and how we feel about all this because it's so fucking new. I mean, there's what is the closest thing to this? 911. someone said. 9-11, they said it was 9-11. I was like, that's the closest thing. Like, it's past that now. And this when you're is, a kid, every every experience you have that stresses you out is your first experience, and you think that
1: is the worst thing in the world. Yes, you know, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Oh my god! Like you, you almost feel like it's never happened to anybody ever. No,
0: like, but purposes, it hurts it though. Did not you I'm think like you were that. gonna marry your 13 or 14 year old girlfriend? Or where I was like, I'm marry him. Like first of all, we didn't <laughs> even we barely held hands. And I don't remember his name, but. It is extreme now and parents need to literally, if if you are a parent of a teenager, our teenagers are really going through much more than we ever went through. We always, because I said it too before, and I was like, I used to be a teenager. No, 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 like our shit didn't go viral. Like our shit is, we didn't have a phone. I didn't have a phone until I went to college my freshman year and I bought it myself. Like we had pagers and I snuck my pager. Like I had to pay for that. My kids don't even know what a pager is. But they're not talking to the kids because they're yelling at the kids. I'm like, if you yell at your kids, they are literally going to not... I mean, you're not supposed to be their best friend, but they're very—they're squeezing their kids to be like honors and like, you know, you got to go to soccer. You got to be perfect at everything. But what's important is that your kids are happy. What does that mean that your kids are happy? It means that maybe none of them... They don't feel worthless. My son doesn't want to go to college, and he told um, my boyfriend at the time that he want to be a comedian and in our Asian culture I'm like over here like you better go to college like you're going to be an engineer because you're not going to go you know do a degree that pays shitty money um and then this whole thing started with the bully and the depression thing and I was like fuck that you can be whatever you want as long as you take care of yourself as long as you're happy and I that's what we need I mean society's I mean the world is not like that right Pinterest Facebook everything makes it all perfect that's the fucking problem so how do we, I'm trying to get this message out, but everybody's all looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, I I don't even, do you, try, do you like also agree with that, that you want your kids happy instead of being, oh, yeah.
1: I think, I think a big, for a lot of the kids that I've talked to, it seems like their parents really aren't in the picture. They're there. They just don't talk to their kids. They don't, they don't discover and get to know their kids. And I think that's a huge problem because their kids are basically raising themselves and trying to deal with all these new problems by themselves and they have no nobody to, to help them and the parents have their own problems you know work and other stresses and they just don't help and uh that's so far what i've been noticing from a lot of the kids is they're just alone and, well and,
0: uh, you also are you're hearing home. the other side of the story because jaden would probably say that too but you if the parent try, if i try to go in his room he's like "What? You, like what do you want but i'm like yeah, oh, what are you doing? doing you know you're always checking on them right but i have a pulse on him like it's not like his dad I, we have a therapist. if you don't think i don't know what's happening in that room every time all the time like i do not all the time first of all i don't go in there because he's a teenager and we all first of all i don't know but my i have a 25 first cousins and a lot of guy friends that tell me don't go in your son's room <laughs> if you have if you find anything that you need to put in the wash just if you run out of conditioner don't ask just Buy another bottle. Like I'm like okay. So we're at that age now, but he doesn't talk to me. But he talks to me enough where I know that I need somebody to talk to him, like his godfather or like his. You know, like I have my helicopters for him until he can find his own helicopter. Um, but he also we're also that close where he can, not too scared of me to tell me things. You know, if something hits a fan, like he still tells me. But a lot of parents, I don't think they have that and. I don't think they're looking for it because everybody's always like, it's not going to happen to my kids. My kids, are, they're fine. They look fine. And I'm like, no, you guys are not. This is not reality for y'all. Like, do you think your no. kids are going to have... Do you think any of your kids have mental illness? Do you think there's a problem there? all
1: of them. No, I, I think that phones are raising kids. You know, it's social media. Um, they, they spend more time with their social media than they typically do talking to their parents or friends in person.
0: And, well, we know, have that with everything. Like, I think if you parent... Yeah. Right. You parent, you parent your kids. They're going to, because I went to a uh, gang, like a whole bunch. Let me just say that I did not go to a really good school. But when I walked in there, I knew what I was taught at home. And I made sure that not that obviously you have to adjust to like not get bullied. Right. You got to be cool, but you got to be like not in trouble with the, your parents. So it was hard for me to deal with that. But like I did, um, I, I think that if your kids have a good uh home base and like they understand like you know the teachings of your home wherever they end up they, they literally follow what the parents do not what they say because yeah. a lot of parents say a lot of shit but they don't they do the opposite and that's where the problem lies too they don't think their kids are watching oh my kids are young they're not paying attention no 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 your kids are fucking I mean they are listening at four or five and remember two years old like JD remembers me taking him to the concert at two and these parents are like, they don't remember. I'm like, you have lost your mind you don't think your kids are watching. Because they literally just told me what you just did. And you didn't think they were in there. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things going on. But now we have this shit. And it's like, what?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tali's definitely different for us. I mean, we didn't have all this. We, I think I think we had more responsibilities as kids. Um, we had to be more adult-ish as kids.
0: I was um, definitely cooking and cleaning earlier on
1: yeah. than my kids. Not too many kids nowadays do that, you know. Um, I, I always instill a lot of uh, chores and try to teach a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, I try to prepare my kids for, for what's to come, for work and stuff like that, when I was at their house, um, which now, I, I don't do it all the time, and when I go over there, that's all they do is games, and they're on, they're on their phone, and their mom typically doesn't do anything with them, so they don't clean, they don't cook, they don't, well, they never cook anyways, but they don't clean, they don't do their chores, dishes, garbage, anything, when I'm not there when I have them, you know, they do it. So it's a big change of pace for them. But a lot of... Do you kids, go to I their know,
0: house? Do you... When you guys switch, do you go to that house and live there? And she... Like, how? Or do they come no, to your um,
1: house? I bring them to my place. But okay. But I, I go visit them as often as I can. So Really? At the house? I'll go to the, yeah, I'll go to their house and, and visit them and hang out with them for a little while. But, so
0: we're going to actually end this episode um, and then come back and talk about the divorce... We're gonna take a break. But what would you um, say to the parents? Because I don't have teenagers coming to me asking me for advice. I, I have a lot of divorcees that come and ask me for advice. Um, but what would you say to parents of what you're hearing right now? And a take, like something that they can obviously, they can't move about, right? It's something that you would, as a parent, would wanna know that a lot of these kids are asking. Maybe it's different for boys, maybe it's different for girls. Do they have the same problem? What would you? How would you help us, somebody out there, with their kids right
1: now? Help, help your kids. Help your kids appreciate themselves and help them express themselves so they can be happy with themselves. I think that's a good foundation. It's a good base for them to be strong going through a hard hard life. Okay, you know, then true. they won't feel they won't feel worthless. They won't feel like they're nobody. They they can't please anybody because they won't have to worry about pleasing anybody but themselves. At least to start to feel in that
0: direction. Yeah. I would ask your kid what makes him happy. I didn't know that Jaden wanted to be a comedian. I didn't know that he wasn't into like XYZ when, you know, I thought he was. Um, ask your kids. They'll tell you. So get to know your kids. We have plenty of time to do that. Um, you need to stick to a routine, guys, like, or else you would literally go crazy. Everybody's going through what you're going through. People are not bringing in income. You know, everybody's going through the same thing. This is the first time in anybody's lifetime that we're actually walking down the same path together. So the circumstances are what they are. We cannot change them. What we need you to do is take care of yourself physically, mentally, and take a break for yourself. And it's okay to, like, cry, be sad. Don't stay there because it's not where you belong. Do you have anything else? Pretty good, right? I'm so fucking good. I'm good at this shit now. (laughs) Alright guys, on to the next episode.